Welcome to episode 188 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. Adam. And Steph. And we have a super fun episode for you guys. As we think we kind of predicted last week, Taylor has been still in hiding, which is always a bummer. We haven't seen her since the Grammys aired. We didn't see her out at any after parties. We really don't know how she spent her week. But in New York, there was a really awesome party for the Grammy Museum, which has had the Taylor Swift experience in New York for the past couple of months. So a little bit later, we're actually going to hear from a fan that was there. Yeah, I unfortunately didn't get to go to either museum. The Taylor Swift experience was in L.A., and now it's in New York, and I didn't get to go to either. So I'm really excited to hear about the differences in each experience and, and what the AT&T and DirecTV party was like that they had in celebration of the finale of the museum in New York. And even though I was at the LA one, it feels like so long ago, two years ago. I mean, it was before the 1989 tour and so much has happened with Taylor. So I know we don't have Nate here today, but the last couple of weeks he has been doing uh, trivia questions for the hosts. And I figured I would jump in and ask both of you a trivia question or two. And I want to ask about the Billboard Hot 100. We've mentioned that in the past before because Taylor, I believe, has 70 or 71 singles that have been on the Billboard Hot 100, which puts her just behind Aretha Franklin. And so we assume with the next album, whenever it comes, she will pass Aretha Franklin and have the most Hot 100 singles by a female ever. So I came up with two questions that are related to the Billboard Hot 100 for you. The first one is a little bit easier than the second one, but let's take a stab and see if you guys can get it. So the first question is in regards to number one debuts. So this is a song that debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 at number one. And out of all of those 70 or 71 songs, only one by Taylor has debuted at number one. Which song is it? I know it. Do you? I don't know. <laughs> Which song is it? Shake It Off. You said Shake It Off? Yes. Yes, that is right. I just remember how big of a deal it was. And really, Hot 100 became, I think, a bigger deal when Taylor made the transition to pop. And Taylor's fifth album was so anticipated, it just made sense. Although I do have to say, I think Nicki Minaj just overtook Taylor within the last week or two. So it's actually Aretha, then Nicki, and then Taylor. Okay. Nicki's only ahead of Taylor by one. I'm sure when Taylor releases an album, like Adam just said, she'll surpass everybody. Well, my second question I thought was interesting was in the category of biggest jump to number one. So this Taylor song doesn't have the biggest jump of all time. That was actually Kelly Clarkson with the song My Life Would Suck Without You when it jumped from number 97 to number one in the span of one week. But Taylor has a song that jumped from number 72 to number one in one week. Hmm. 
I can't give you the date because that would probably give it away. But can you guess which song that might be? Oh, wow. See, these trivia questions make me feel like such an uneducated fan every week. These are hard. For me, I'm between We Are Never and Trouble. And I don't know which one to pick. I think I'm going to go with Trouble. Okay, and Ashley? I guess I'll go with We Are Never, but I really don't know. Okay. Well, this song was on the charts on September 1st, 2012. And you are right. It is We Are Never. Wow. Might be the only one I get right. Yeah, I think those were a little bit easier than Nate's questions. Nate's are impossible. So you said We Are Never started at 72? Um, I don't know if it started at 72, but it made one of the biggest jumps and Taylor's biggest jump um, up to number one. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, it would have it started lower, I guess. Th- that song was released on August 13th of 2012, and you said it hit number one September 1st? Yes, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you. I love this trivia, even though we're not very good at it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. And so, as always, we're going to take a fun look back at some of Taylor's older tweets from February of the past several years. Our first one comes from February 14th, 2011. Taylor wrote, Liz, Caitlin, and I just burst into song in the middle of a crowded Japanese department store when Battlefield by Jordan Sparks came on. I can picture that so perfectly. Me too. Our next one is from February 12th of 2012, and Taylor tweeted, My two new friends. I had so much fun tonight. And it was a photo of Taylor after the Grammy Award show, the year she wore the gold dress. And last week on episode 187, we talked about all of Taylor's dresses. But in the photo, she's holding up her two Grammys that she won that year. That's a great photo. She just looks so happy. And so 2012, she won Best Country Song and Best Country Solo Performance, which were both for Mean, which is obviously a huge and important victory. Yes, and she performed Mean that night, too. And personally, I still feel that Speak Now should have won Best Country Album that year. Yes, and it should have been nominated and won Album of the Year. Just on the fact alone that she wrote the whole thing by herself. Yes. No one else does that. Well, the next tweet is from a year later, February 12th of 2013. Leaving LA now after the best day with my friends. Almost forgot it was a video shoot. Can't wait for you guys to see it. And this definitely had to have been the 22 music video because it came out just about a month later. That was a fun music video. And it ended up coming out on the morning that the Red Tour was starting. So it was just a really exciting day. Our next tweet comes from February 16th, 2014. And Taylor wrote, days off are four dot dot dot. And it was an Instagram picture of cookies. Oh, we need another tweet like that. Yeah. Or even an Instagram photo. We do. And I remember because I wasn't on the episode last week, but I think... Nate mentioned that he hopes Taylor posts something about food coming up. Yeah, I really like it when she gives us recipes to stuff. I've made her cookies before, and they were really good. 
Well, our last tweet is an exciting one. It's from February 12th of 2015. And Taylor tweeted, just found out that in three and a half months, 1989 has outsold Red, which has been out for over two years. And then in all caps, she wrote, and I think that's pretty cool, guys. And here we are. The album has sold over 9 million copies. One album of the year at the Grammys last year. It really makes you think what the sales for the next album will be like. Yeah, I think on a different episode we predicted what we thought even just the first week would be. With every album, Taylor has had an increase, which is nice. It's always a steady incline when you look at the albums. But I definitely think it will outsell 1989 in the first week. And while we're waiting for that next album, it's still an exciting time because so many of Taylor's friends are working on and releasing new music. So we wanted to revisit one of our newer segments, which is tweets from Taylor's squad. Ed Sheeran has been pretty busy lately, and he tweeted this last week, or actually he Instagrammed, a funny picture that is captioned, caught in the act. And this picture is so funny because it's exactly like something that Taylor would post. It's a picture of his cats, and it looks like they got into trouble by knocking a lot of things over. (laughs) Well, and the cat that looks the most guilty in this photo looks like a Scottish fold to me, because its ears are folded over. You're right, it does. So I wonder if he now has a Scottish fold cat. And also this past week on Ed's birthday, he released a new song from his upcoming album, Divide, and the song is called How Would You Feel? I'm so excited to hear the rest of his album. We're, as of recording this, less than two weeks away, which I am just honestly can't wait. Right, and he was just announced as a performer for the iHeart Radio Music Awards, which are coming up in March. So it's exciting. This new song that he just released, he specified that it's not a single. I guess that doesn't mean it won't ever be a single, but you can go check it out. And the next tweet comes from Selena Gomez this week on February 15th. It's finally here. Listen to my new song, It Ain't Me, with Kygo on Apple Music. And that song is just tearing up the charts. I think the last time I looked, it was around number four on the iTunes chart. Ed and Taylor are still at the top, which to me is just crazy because I Don't Want to Live Forever was released in December, but it's still in the top three on iTunes right now. It's great. And our last one is a tweet from Martha Hunt, and she tweeted a link to a YouTube video and wrote, So excited to finally share the Chainsmokers music video I'm in for Paris. I hope you guys love it. I've heard this song before, so I will definitely have to go check out the video. Uh, I really like the song. You guys are probably familiar with their song, Closer. But this song, uh, I think I like it more than Closer, so I'll have to go check out the video. Yeah, I just started hearing it on the radio, and I do like it. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how much the Chainsmokers are just everywhere now. They are. In my city, they're already going to be having a headlining tour in or in an arena, which I think is remarkable. Sometimes it can take people years to have a headlining tour in an arena. And at the Grammys last week, Dea won 
the Grammy for best dance song, which she did with them. So they definitely have big things ahead in their future. And so we're going to move right along into some news. And the first piece of news is about the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack. Yes, it is set for a number one debut on the Billboard 200 Albums chart next week. And in addition to that, I Don't Want to Live Forever is still holding steady at number two on iTunes. So this is pretty impressive, though. It's similar to the trivia question Adam asked us at the beginning. So this soundtrack is just going to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. And our next piece of news is that TaylorSwift.com is actually having a huge sale right now. You can get a lot of the tour tees for $5.99 during the sale. And that's always exciting because though we've been waiting, it still seems little by little. Hints are showing us that soon, at some point, maybe by the end of 2017, we will have new Taylor music and new merchandise. Oh, I can't wait. Our next piece of news is... Exciting, because if you remember a few years back for Abigail's birthday, Taylor threw this big party, and one of Abigail's favorite bands is Dashboard Confessional, and Taylor actually got Chris Caraba to attend the party, and he actually sang for them. And he was recently interviewed, and he talked about Taylor. He had some really nice things to say. He said... She's a great writer and a great musician and has been a great friend to me. I get really angry when people pick on her. I know a lot of superstars. Remember, I'm not one, but I know a lot of them. And she is the most normal superstar I've ever met in my life. I think that says everything you need to know about Taylor Swift. It's always nice to hear people who have had many interactions with Taylor and who have known her for years just to say such nice things about her. Yes, and especially someone who Taylor herself has been a fan of. Yes, he actually mentioned that. He said that it's kind of her to have referenced me as an influence, but that he is actually influenced by her. So it's really cool to see how they're both musicians, they're friends, and they influence each other and their music. And our last piece of news is going back to more chart news. Better Man is officially number one on country radio. So congratulations to Little Big Town and to Taylor. And I feel like Taylor performing it in Houston definitely had an impact on that. I think it definitely helped, yeah. And I also hear that song a lot on country radio now, which is great. So that's all we have for the news from this week. Um, An exciting anniversary that came up today is that Three years ago, on February 19th, Taylor, Max Martin, and Johann Schellbach created Style. And that just makes me wonder, what is she working on right now that we have no clue about? Yeah, it really does. Someday, hopefully, we'll know. I love it when she tells us dates of Winter's writing stuff. I feel like we'll just have a big question mark timeline that we're trying to piece together for years. Right, because we don't know the dates of every single song for 1989. We know some of them, but not all of them. But Style is a great song, and I can't believe it was three years ago. And all day I've just wanted to listen to Style for the whole day. 
not only is it a great song, but Taylor did such a good job on tour with it, the way she performed it. Taylor performed it once at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show in 2014. And then for the tour performance, you probably all remember she has all the dancers, they're on wheelies, they have these great suits on, and she just uses her catwalk like an actual catwalk. It's like a fashion show, it feels like. And with that theme, Taylor often brought out some really cool guests during tour. And the first time she had guests for style, she did use actual models, which was so appropriate. It was on May 30th in Detroit. She had Martha Hunt and Gigi Hadid come out. And Ashley was actually there for that. That was so surprising. I can tell you absolutely nobody saw that coming. I don't know. I think, I don't want to give ourselves too much credit, but I think when we were predicting things for tour, we did say that she should bring models out for style. I think we said it, but I think we said it without any real thought that it could actually happen. And then it did. (laughs) I think we said it as a complete joke. (laughs) And then it happened. And it was just such a cool way to introduce an element of surprise to the show. Everybody loved it. And she just made it so unique. Especially how she would... Usually, she would do the first verse, and you would have no idea if anybody was coming out. And then if they were, she would pause and and then introduce them. And it was cool how she morphed it to be all kinds of different people, not just her friends. She started to include people that were maybe in the news, like the United States women's soccer team after they got back from the World Cup. And... Matt LeBlanc in Los Angeles because he's uh, he was so famous from Friends and she likes that show. And all these different people that, you know, aren't traditional runway models got to go and do that. Yes, I actually got to see Mariska Hargitay in Philadelphia. And that was pretty cool. Very unexpected. She just came out and she owned the catwalk. You wouldn't know that she's an actress and not a model. It was awesome. And then I think one of the most iconic style performances was at the 1989 tour in London on June 27th when she brought out Gigi Hadid, Kendall Jenner, Serena Williams, Martha Hunt, Carly Kloss, and Cara Delevingne. Yes, that was huge. Although I actually have to say, I thought you were going to go with Ellen. Ellen was so iconic too in LA. I think we... Expected she might make some sort of appearance on tour, but I don't think anyone was quite ready for what she actually did. Yeah, I think we all did expect Ellen to show up, but I I never would have guessed that she would be there for style. And even just the way she dressed up in a costume that was supposed to be similar to Taylor's, and it was just so great. I really wish I could have been there to see that in person. And I think that the most iconic one was the last night of the U.S. tour because it was Halloween and she wore an Olaf costume from the movie Frozen. And that was right before she introduced Adina Menzel to sing Let It Go as a special guest. So that was a great combination. Yes, that was awesome. And again, completely unexpected. And how all the dancers were dressed as the reindeer. Yeah, she just thought of everything. She's so detail-oriented. 
And even when we saw her come out as Olaf, I don't think that we even could predict what was coming next for her to actually bring out Idina. Right. Not at all. I remember thinking, oh, she's dressed up for Halloween. That's cool. So I think style will definitely always be such a memorable performance from the 1989 tour. Yeah, and I do think it will... Well, I don't know. Do you guys think it'll make it onto future tours? Well, she did include it in Houston and Austin, but again, that's hard to say because she doesn't have any new, new material from a new album yet. Although she does have new material like Better Man and I Don't Want to Live Forever and This Is What You Came For. But I don't know. We've talked about this before and I think we all agree, Blank Space, Shake It Off, and then we kind of aren't sure on the rest. Right. I think it'll be on the cutoff line along with other songs like Bad Blood, Out of the Woods. Right. Loudest Dreams. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what she decides to do. Yeah, it's tough because 1989 had so many singles and they were all so great. And it was sort of the same for Red, but she did end up cutting a lot of them and kept the biggest ones for the 1989 tour. I'm split. I'm 50-50. I don't know if she'll have it, but if she does... I think I will always still miss the 1989 tour version. Yeah, me too. So this weekend was actually the last weekend that the Taylor Swift experience was at the Grammy Museum in New York, which is crazy because it seems like it just got there, but it was only for a limited time. And for the last weekend, AT&T and DirecTV actually did something special and had a little fan celebration for the last weekend of the exhibit. And we're very excited because joining us now is one of the fans who attended the museum this weekend. So please welcome Kayla. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Thank you for joining us. Of course. So tell us just a little bit about how long you've been a fan of Taylor and anything else about yourself. Yeah, so I've been a fan of Taylor since 2010 for her second leg of the Fearless Tour It's been a wild ride, and I've been a pretty big fan ever since, and actually I had a chance to be in the Shake It Off music video a few years ago, which was an incredible experience, something that I would have never imagined, especially considering I always wanted to meet her like most fans do, and you never think it's going to come true until it does, so it was really awesome, especially being able to see the museum here in New York. Yeah, so definitely want to talk about being in the video. I can't believe it's been three years since that happened. I know, and it feels like it was just yesterday. It's so crazy. It is crazy. We actually did an episode with somebody who was on the set way back on September 1st of 2014. It was around episode 67, and here we are at episode 188, and it just doesn't feel like it was that long ago. I know. It's so funny because when I was at the museum, I was telling people about it and it literally feels like yesterday and I remember it back to front, front to forwards. It's like it literally just happened. So it's kind of crazy to think it was years and years ago. So from what I remember, people who were invited to be on the set received a message from Taylor Nation a a few weeks before 
Yeah, it was actually, I think, two weeks before, which happened to be my 21st birthday. I was going to Vegas and got the notice asking that I needed to be in LA for an audition and showed up and got the part, if you will. (laughs) And they called us and told us that we were filming the next day and we uh, showed up in LA to film the, the, the video without really knowing anything. There was no details really provided, so we were just kind of going on a whim and hoping it turned out great, and it really did, and it was a really awesome experience that is almost indescribable. So what did you do for your audition? They called us the day before and said we needed to be there, and so basically what we did is we showed up um, with a bunch of other people, and they took us in this small room, and it was I think there was a green screen, if I remember correctly, and there was three of us. And they just played a song and said that we were auditioning for a music video. They couldn't say who it was, but obviously our minds kind of went to Taylor because it was through Taylor Nation, so why wouldn't it be? So we we stood there, and they played a song, and we just danced. And they said they would point at us, and we'd have to stand up or move forward a little bit and dance by ourselves for however long it would be until they'd point to the next person. So I will say it was a very awkward experience and we kind of left thinking, I hope I'm not being judged on my dancing because I probably would not be selected. (laughs) Yeah, I think I definitely would have failed. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, I'm just going to embrace my inner Taylor at award shows. It's fine. And then they uh, just called us the next, uh, I think it was like two days after and let us know that we were selected and that Taylor Swift actually looked at all of those videos and watched us, which I almost lost it when I heard that. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Does that mean that everybody who quote unquote auditioned was selected? I think they said, if I remember correctly, like basically everyone got selected. I think it probably came down to if you're available on the dates I think they just wanted to make sure that people were comfortable enough dancing. So if you weren't, I mean, you probably weren't selected. But if I remember correctly, 98% of the people got to do it. Okay, awesome. Was the song that they had you dance to a Taylor song? No, it was actually they told us a song that's going to be similar to the track that the video would be to. So it was, if I remember correctly, it was an Aloe Black song, but I have no idea what song it was. And I will say it was pretty similar to Shake It Off, beat-wise, and it was like very upbeat and fun. So it just wasn't any Taylor Swift, which was weird too when we went in because, you know, you're expecting to dance to Taylor because you love her and that's what you're there for, but it wasn't. <laughs> okay. So while you were on the side and filming the video, did you get to talk to Taylor at all? Yeah, so she is such an incredible person, and when she came out, we were all kind of just standing around waiting because it was a it was a long waiting game to shoot the music video. So we were standing there, and Taylor Swift came out. This it's actually in one of the um, takeout videos for the fans, which is really awesome, and it shows everything how it happened. And so we're standing there and she comes out and we are all obviously freaking out because we're big fans and we've been waiting for this moment our whole lives, basically. And so she's talking and she's like, do you guys know what we're here for? And we were like, what's going on? And so she explains the music video and that it's all about being herself and embracing who she is and 
how she dances at these award shows and she doesn't really care what people think because she is who she is and that's how she embraces herself. And she's like, I dance really crazy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I think you're a really good dancer and like freaked out and just said it out loud. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, she like said something to her. And Taylor Swift (laughs) turns to me and with the biggest smile and she says, thank you. That is so nice. And everyone was just dying because it's like no one had said anything to her. And we were all freaking out. And I like almost started crying my eyes out because I'm like, she noticed me and she saw me and appreciated for something I said. And then after that, we all stood around in a line, like as you can see on the Shake It Off video. And she walked down to every single person and talked to them for like 10 seconds and gave them all a hug. So it was really cool. And I know in some of the outtake videos, she had to do promise to keep everything secret right yeah so she did and it's funny because in some of the in the video footage I'm actually in the background and it's really cool because they now use that for the Taylor Swift direct tv now channel and it's like used in commercials nationwide so my friends will always text me like video shots of it or my mom's like you were just on tv and I'm like what are you talking about they're like for the Taylor Swift commercial I'm like I don't understand and they'll send me screenshots of it and it's from the shake it off video when we were like promising not to say anything because we had to sign NDAs because we knew months and months in advance so it's kind of cool to see it play all over the place and my face is everywhere and I look really really ecstatic (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome So one thing I wanted to know was how difficult was it for you to keep that a secret from other Taylor fans that you know, uh, friends of yours, family members? It was very, very, very difficult because we couldn't have our phones the whole day. So we couldn't like Snapchat or actually I don't even think Snapchat was that big of a thing, but we couldn't take pictures or post them. And it's like your dream is to meet Taylor Swift. And when you do, you want to share with the world because you're so happy and excited and this is what you've been waiting for and you can't. So it was so crazy having that experience but not being able to tell anyone. And so signing them, they're like, you can't tell your mom, you can't tell your grandpa, you can't tell your best friend, your colleagues, your coworkers, your peers, you can't tell anyone. You can't even tell a stranger on the street because if that gets spilled out, it can go anywhere. But the thing that was the best part about it is that everyone in that music video, we were all friends like right off the bat. And because of that, we kind of all banded together because we all had the same secret that we would go online and like search, shake it off. Like what are people posting to make sure that the secret didn't get out because it was so much of a thing for Taylor that it was this thing that we were embracing for ourselves So when the project came out and the video was released, like everyone was just so excited about it. And I remember I was at work and I was like trying to find a computer to see it and I couldn't see myself. And I started like having a huge meltdown because I'm like, I'm in this video and nobody will believe me. So, but they sent us a picture after, which was really cool. What a crazy story. Even for us hearing about it at the time, it was amazing that so many people kept that secret. Yeah, and so we would all we we all had this like really big group chat where we would send each other links and we're like, you have to send it to the producer so no one finds out. Like, we need to get this taken down when somebody would post it on like a chat room and because they had code names, like it was 
Sparrow and something else. And those were like code names they used for the different groups of people that were in the video. And so like whenever anybody would be like, what's this Sparrow thing? Or I got this Taylor Nation email about this super secret project. Like, what is it? And then there people are all speculating and we would all be like, make sure to take this down ASAP so no one finds out because it was just so important to us to be a part of something so amazing that we didn't want anyone to find out either until they were supposed to find out because that's when it would be more exciting. And we didn't want to kill it because we knew it was going to be like a new album and we were the first to hear the song, which was so amazing and something you never imagined to actually happen. Well, and didn't you shoot it in June? Yeah, we shot it in June, which was right near my 21st birthday. So it was a few days after that. And I think the video came out in October? No, August? August 18th. Yeah, so it was a really long time. And it was summer. I mean, everybody wanted to tell everyone. We just couldn't. And we all didn't, which was incredible for what it is. Because when it's something that big, you just want to scream it to the world. But you know you can't. Well, that's awesome. I admire all the fans who kept that secret. Because... Obviously, since everyone on the podcast is a huge fan of Taylor and all of our listeners are huge fans, but for me personally, I had no clue. And I read news about Taylor daily, and you all did such a great job of keeping that a secret. It just shows what kind of people are fans of Taylor. Totally. And I think that's what was my favorite part about being in the video and a part of the project, because it's like, you know something that no one else does. But it's also your dream at the same time. And like we all shared something that just kind of bonded us. And I'm still really, really good friends with a few of the girls from the music video. So it's just so crazy that no one found out because it was such a big secret that you assumed like the next day TMZ blah, blah, blah shows up and everyone knows. But it stayed a complete secret and nobody knew. So which was really, really amazing and you do think would never even happen. Yeah, we just will go to any length to protect Taylor, which is great. Totally, and I think that's why I love the fandom so much, is that everyone really looks out for each other and for anybody that's a Swifty and Taylor Swift in general. Like We all have each other's backs, especially Taylor's number one. Well, getting back to the museum, (laughs) that was such a cool story. It was so great to hear about. So did you recently move to New York? Yeah, so it's kind of a crazy story. I've always wanted to go to New York, especially after Taylor Swift's Welcome to New York song came out. It's kind of just seemed like a dream and not real- reality. And so I went to May- went to New York for the first time in May. And then I actually just moved here about a month ago for work. So it's kind of crazy that this whole museum party happened right when I moved here. So that was really cool. And I had seen the museum in L.A. too. So I kind of got to see the perspective of both, which was cool. Oh, good. That's something I'm interested in is the difference between both of them. I was at the LA one back around when it opened. I was there two years ago in February 2015. And it was really cool then. And it seems like sort of a similar style of everything now. But I guess the biggest difference is that now the New York one has pretty much a huge amount of stuff from the 1989 tour, which we obviously didn't have two years ago. Correct. Yeah, that was the cool part because the 1989 tour was so different and so awesome and the pieces were so amazing that it was crazy to see them up close. 
because in when I saw it in LA, it didn't have any of that, like you were saying. So it was really cool to finally see them up close because you are inches from them, which is insane. So we definitely want to talk about both. And like I was saying, especially for this visit for the New York Museum this weekend, you had to actually go and get a special ticket for the fan party that they were hosting on Saturday, right? Yeah, so the way that they did it is they had specialized locations at AT AT&T's in New York across the city that you had to go and what they did was you take a picture in this photo booth pop-up and then it would send it to your email and let you know if you were selected to win tickets or not. So it was kind of like a photo lottery type of situation. And then if you won, they would give you tickets and if not, you could either try again or keep trying until you got them or kind of give up. But not very many people were doing that, of course. So a lot of people kept trying. But I just got very lucky and got it on the first try. Cool. So did they give you any details about what to expect at the party? Yeah, not really. So it was kind of just they gave you the tickets and they were like, have so much fun. And I was like, well, what's going on? What do I do? So the tickets were timed. Because the party, I believe, ran from 10 to 8. And so our time slot was for 10.30 a.m. So we just showed up then. And then that's kind of where everything was. So the party just kind of went throughout the day. Well, yeah, walk us through just everything from when you arrived there. Since I'm very new to the area, um, Seaport Village is pretty far from me. So it was kind of awesome to go down there. It's right there along the water, which was really cool. And they had these silver mylark balloons that said Taylor Swift now, which was really cool. They were all like the individual letters. And so those were outside. And then we walked in and they kind of had a mini red carpet. And there was a pop-up area where you could like take pictures. And then they gave you this really cool direct TV bag that was filled with some really cool Taylor Swift cookies. So they had like the Taylor Swift now logo. Some of them had Meredith on them. Some other ones had the boombox from 1989, and then there were, like, guitars and things like that on these little rectangular cookies. So that was really cool. And then they gave you a month free of the DirecTV Now application. Wow. And so you can stream it live for free for a month. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's really cool. I'm excited to use that just because I don't have DirecTV right now because I just kind of moved. (laughs) So that'll be cool. I can finally watch the Taylor Swift app. And then they gave us AT&T headphones that are very similar to like the Apple ones, but they're like the ones that go in your ears. And then they gave us, I believe this is like an auxiliary cord, I think because of the new iPhones that you have to plug it in to use your headphones, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a adapter, I think is what the correct term is. So they have, it's like a branded one for AT&T. So it's just kind of like a really cool AT&T slash DirecTV slash Taylor Swift goodie bag. And then the museum was cool. It has a very small souvenir area where you can buy some of the 1989 products in addition to some other Taylor Swift things. Like there were like the stockings and things like that. And then it's two stories, so you just kind of go inside and it has the piano, um, and then it has a lot of the memorabilia from when she was growing up. So there's like pictures and some cards, and I can't remember what song it was, but there's a lot of songs that she had written by hand that were there. 
Um, so it's very similar to like the LA Museum with all of the memorabilia wise, but there was the dress from the Grammys last year, the pink and orange one, which I was really excited to see because that was one of my favorite outfits Taylor Swift has worn to award shows. And then there was some other ones of her outfits. One was from like 2000, maybe like 2012. So it just kind of had a collection of Grammy dresses. The outfit that I think I was the most excited about was the Bad Blood jumpsuit, the black one when she's being fitted by Haley Steinfeld. And the craziest thing about that that I had no idea was her shoes are built into the pants, which sounds really crazy, but it's really, really cool. So that was awesome to see up close. So do you mean what she wore on tour or in the music video? In the music video. They had like a collection of tour outfits and then they had a collection from 1989 and then they had a collection of red slash speak now outfits and then they had a collection of music video outfits which was really cool so they kind of it was very comprehensive to taylor swift which was really cool but the the bad blood video outfit was my favorite that was in there because you didn't you saw that outfit in particular really quickly and it just you didn't really see it. So now looking at all close at the details, which was really, really cool. Do you know what other music videos they had? Yeah, so they had some from Blank Space. So her pinstriped dress that she was wearing when she was outside was in there. There were the dresses also. Her white jumpsuit type situation with the hat that she wore when she performed... We're Never Ever Getting Back Together, where she dissed Harry Styles was in there. So that one was really cool with the hat. That was the Grammys 2013, I think. Yeah, with the hat and they had the whole Alice in Wonderland feel to her performance. That was in there. The mean guitar was there, which was really cool because you can see how she handwritten 13 and a bunch of other things on it. And so they had like a Grammy there. They had the jumpsuit that she wore when she performed Out of the Woods last year at the Grammys, the jumpsuit, the sparkly one. Oh, I love that one, the black one. Mm-hmm, yeah, and it, it was really cool because I was at the Grammys that year too, and I was really close, so it was cool seeing that one again. Oh, and for the tour, they had the dress that she wore when she played the piano. For the Enchanted Bottle Streams, the sparkly gold? Yes, yeah, the sparkly gold one, and then... They had the sparkly jacket and the blue skirt and black top that she wore for majority of the beginning of the tour. So that was really cool seeing that jacket because that was one of my favorite pieces from the tour just because it's so sparkly and so fun. And then they had a dress that she, a sparkly dress that she had worn a few times. I know her outfit kind of changed a little bit on the 1989 tour. Do you remember what song she wore? That dress for? The sparkly one? Yeah. The sparkly dress from Style. Oh, okay. The silver one? Yeah, the silver one with all of the little sequin things that come off. Oh, that's a great outfit. Yeah, so that was really cool to see up close. And it's funny because I was talking to my friend about it, and you see all these pieces, and they look so amazing from so far and so magical and perfectly placed together. But then when you see them up close, you see, like, 
sequins had fallen off and they've plugged some in or like there were little rips in some of them because she wore them so many times and she's dancing and doing all of these crazy things and wearing them so many times that it's like you never see the little imperfections so it was kind of crazy to see them up close yeah was there any information about that for example how many sets of one costume she had I always wondered about that no, but I wonder the same things because I'm like, if you wear them all the time and what if for some reason it gets ripped or something, do you just have, do you wear a new one every night? Like, how does that work? But there was no information on that, unfortunately. Okay. But they, in, in addition to all of that, they had songs that she had written in paper. So Welcome to New York, I remember, was there. They also had some sketches that Taylor Swift had drawn for the fearless tour for love story. So she had like drawn um, the T bridge for the show and she had written like how she wanted it to go. And that when she started singing the last verse, she would like fall through the bottom and then she'd like emerge in a white dress because she was marrying Romeo. And it was really cool to see her like handwrite everything and how she envisioned it all herself. And it just kind of goes to show that, she actually does do everything herself and it's kind of incredible because I, I know most musicians don't, so Right. It just kind of proves it. She's the best. She totally is. And it's cool that she lets people look at all of this stuff because not many celebrities, if any, actually do. So it's kind of crazy to see it so close when you only see it so far away. Yeah, I was wondering, is her broken Grammy there? The one that she broke in 2010 when she won four grammys no but actually it might have been the broken one but there is one there i just don't know if it was i mean it looked put together so i don't know if they put it back together or if it was just one of her non-broken ones but there is grammy there i think a museum somewhere has the broken one on display in pieces but I don't know where it is. So I, I was hoping it was in New York, but I guess not. Yeah, so I don't think it was the broken one, but there is one there. I just don't know which one it is exactly. Did they have the, I don't know how to describe it, but the little floor that lit up where you could dance to shake it off like Taylor did in the video at the LA Museum? Yeah, so that that was one of our favorite parts is they, they did have it because it was two stories. The second story had the light up dance floor thing and you could the cool thing about this one compared to the LA one is it had like a camera and so it would take your picture but loop it so it's kind of like it made your photos into a gif oh that's really cool yeah it was really really cool and it was super fun because there was this guy there that was just like working for Taylor Swift or the museum or what have you and he had a bunch and a bunch of confetti and he would just stand there and like throw it at you when you're taking your pictures so that it looks like all of this confetti is falling and he was very enthusiastic and it was really really fun and they had props and things like that too oh that's awesome uh-huh and the floor would light up and they played shake it off and they played some other songs like red was one of them and so it was just it would just kind of go on loop so at this museum the wildest dreams piano was there but in L.A., it was the all-too-well piano. I can't remember if there was a piano in L.A. There was one. It was kind of outside of the main exhibit. It was by where you entered to take the elevator up to the exhibit. So it was easy to miss. Yeah, I, I missed it. And I'm so sad about that now. <laughs> 
Was that one the all too well one? Do you remember, Ashley? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was because that was right after the Red Tour had ended. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one, but this one was the Wildest Dreams piano. And I think if I remember correctly, when I saw Taylor in L.A., for 1989 John Legend played that piano too right yeah so that was cool too because I'm like oh my gosh not only Taylor has played this so has John Legend which was really cool to see too I remember yeah but yeah on the second floor they also had in addition to the dance floor photo booth section they had a place where they would loop some of Taylor's Grammy performances and some of her Grammy speeches like they did in the LA one So that was really cool. But I was a little bit sad because it wasn't updated. So it was just the same exact video from LA. So it didn't have her speech from last year. Oh. But it's all of the old stuff. Did they have the big wall of all the magazine covers like they did in LA? Yeah, they did have the wall of all the magazines. It's a lot smaller than the one in LA just because obviously in New York – There's not as much space in general for a lot of things. So this was a lot smaller. So they had the magazine wall, though, when you go upstairs. Oh. Yeah, so that was cool to see again. So they had some of the oldies and some of the new magazines. The Vogue one is always my favorite, though, with a hat when she cut her bangs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Such a great cover. Did they also have, like, in L.A. where they had one wall for each era that kind of had all the basic facts? Yeah, they they had that downstairs. So that was cool to see again. That's kind of the main artwork downstairs on the walls, at least, is all of those details where it lists all of the tour stops for each concert and then like random facts about the album selling and how much money each album made and what have you. But yeah, that was all downstairs. So it was very, very similar to the LA one, just a little bit smaller and updated. So since this was all for this day, a direct TV event, were they filming any content for Taylor Swift now? Yeah, so they had some people walking around with cameras and video cameras, interviewing people and like taking videos of people looking at the exhibits and doing things like that. And so someone was there specifically interviewing people for the channel and they'd ask us questions like, if Taylor Swift had an alter ego what would it be or what would you hope it would be and they interviewed me so I'm trying to remember some of the questions or if Taylor Swift could write any song what would you want it to be or what genre would you want her to write so that was kind of cool seeing and hearing people's ideas Uh, a lot of people strangely enough want to see Taylor as a goth person that would be their alter ego of choice (laughs) <laughs> so I almost told them, you guys need to watch her CSI episode because she was kind of there. <laughs> right. So that was kind of cool hearing everyone's viewpoints and what they all liked the most of Taylor, or what they wanted to see. So and, and now all of that video footage is for the Taylor Swift Now channel. What did people say about the genre question? I didn't hear many, very many people's thoughts, but... When they asked me the question, I had said indie music because I feel like that's the perfect in-between of pop and country. And I just loved Safe and Sound. So I think that kind of went in that scope of genre. And so then they immediately like flashback with, what do you think about her T-Sweezy alter ego? Should we bring that back? And I was like, yeah, it was 
Taylor and rap music, I'm all about that. So I think they were trying to, or hoping people would say rap, which I wouldn't be opposed to. Wow, that sounds awesome. I hope that we get some new content soon. Yeah, it it's, seems like they're going to have a lot of fan questions and some video footage from the little party. So that'll be fun to watch and see what people think and what they want to see from Taylor because they were asking people all these questions in addition to getting feedback to kind of see what fans want from the channel. So it seems really cool that they're trying to get fans input to craft it to what we want and not just what they want to put out there for the world. So it's cool to kind of see that they're crafting it to our opinions. I was also wondering... Did they happen to say whether the museum's going to another location after this? I think it's going to Mississippi, right? So it's actually going to be going next to Cleveland, Mississippi. Interesting. Because there's a Mississippi Grammy Museum, apparently. But it doesn't exactly say when it will open or how long just yet. Well, hopefully Taylor will have a new album soon so we can have some new costumes and things for it. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would love to see this just sort of keep traveling around the country every few months and just seeing them continually adding things to it, I think would be cool. And they also, side note, had her gala outfit from this year. From the Met Gala? Correct. Yeah, the plaid outfit. The silvery, scaly kind of outfit. Yeah, that one was in there too, which a lot of people were like, what is this? I've never seen this. Where is this from? And then it said it was from the Met Gala because it was just different by itself because I remember she was wearing some really cool boots and dark lipstick and that's when her hair was platinum blonde. So it kind of made the whole outfit and just seeing the dress by itself was interesting and confusing at the same time because it just looked so out of place. It was really cool to see that up close. I think it's the, the newest outfit that we have from her. Yeah, it sounds like there are quite a few differences between the New York and L.A., experiences because it sounds like they've been adding so much more stuff that's new from what i noticed the thing that they had taken from the la museum is just all of her baby pictures and all of the taylor swift growing up type of memorabilia and then the video footage from her grammy speeches and also the dance up light stage where you can take pictures and they play Shake It Off. But all of the other memorabilia and the dresses and the tour things were all different. All the outfits were different. That's good. I feel like I really missed out by not going to either one. But it's great that they're changing it up for people. And like Ashley said, maybe it will just continue to go around the country and they'll add and change things continuously. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because then if people are traveling with it too, they kind of get a different sneak peek of Taylor. It's not always the same, which is awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in and telling us about it. It sounds like it was just a great overall experience. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. It was so much fun, and I am excited to be a part of it. So thank you so much. Do you want to let people know where they can find you on social media? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at Kayla Jane, double E, so K-A-Y-L-A-J-A-N-E-E-1-3 which is where I post most of my content. And then on Twitter, you can find me at at K-D-U-H-H. And both of those link to my blog where I'm blogging about living in the city and being in a new space and taking the Big Apple one bite at a time. 
Cool. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks. So we just want to give you guys a few reminders as we get towards the end of the episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes. If you hit the subscribe button, that will download the latest episodes for you automatically every week. And we would also love if you would leave us a review on iTunes and a five-star rating. If you do that, it just helps other fans who are searching for Taylor find us a little bit easier on iTunes. So reviews are always appreciated. And there's a variety of ways you can contact us. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook, all at SwiftCast13. And you can email us at SwiftCast13Show at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, SwiftCast13.com, which has all of our contact methods on there for you. And so for the end of the episode, normally, as you guys might know, we all give our predictions on what Taylor might do the following week. But... That seems to be something that we're just not going to know anytime soon. And so what we decided to do this week was ask you guys what you think Taylor is currently doing. So we asked you on Twitter and we got a number of responses, which we wanted to share. We asked right now, Taylor is probably blank space. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was pretty cheesy, but necessary. And our first response was from at Nadine Sunny One, and she tweeted, "Cuddling with her cats and watching Law and Order while seeing us freak out about everything." I could see that. Yeah, she's probably trying to figure out what everybody's saying about album six. And speaking of album six, at Amy for Tink said, "Finishing up album six which I completely agree with. I hope that it is just about done and it's ready to go so we can get it as soon as possible. Well, if you think about it, three years ago, February is really when she put the finishing touches on 1989. It's February now, so fingers crossed. From what we were talking about with Kayla, for all we know, fans could be filming a secret video right now and we wouldn't even know. They could be. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) I hope so. Or Taylor could just be filming a secret one, you know, with all of her many, many layers of protection that she normally has. Yes. And Jen Fearless 13 said Taylor is probably baking cookies, which definitely possible. That's funny because that goes along with the earlier tweet that we did. Yes, she just needs to post a picture for us and a recipe. And our last one was from at Delgado underscore rock and... They tweeted that Taylor is probably out with her family. I hope so. It's always nice when they get to spend more time together. Yeah, I think we all hope she's finishing up album six, but you do have to admit it's nice that she's getting a break. So we'll probably be asking you guys that question again to get your thoughts. So look out for that on our Twitter and we'll be reading future responses. But for now, for episode 188, this has been Ashley. Adam. And Steph. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.